Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Unchurched. My name is Rebecca and I'm your host for the next mm, half an hour or so. Boy, I am, I've had a lot of coffee today and I have to tell you, um, coffee really makes a difference when you have been, um, doing stuff. Uh, uh, (laughs) so I know that I've, uh, skipped a few weeks here, um, in putting out this show and I want to apologize for those that have been following along. Um, I have been just bogged down with normal life stuff and, uh, we've got, uh, my husband and I, we have a little bit of a starter farm going on here. We've got a garden, we have chickens and geese and things like that. And so, um, having so many birds actually takes a lot more time than I anticipated, but I'm working on it and, uh, getting it down and getting it managed. Um, we have babies, babies just in general, take a lot more time than, um, grown, uh, grown people and grown things like a puppy takes more time than a dog that's been trained initially because you've got to like train it up. Like, in the way that it should go, like, so that it'll, won't jump on the furniture, it won't jump on um, people when they come over, and it will be a normal, nice, regular animal. (laughs) And those things take time. But once you get it, like, started off in the right direction, and you keep consistent with it, then it's okay. And with, like, the, the animal, like, the, um, the ducks and the, well, not the ducks, but the geese and the chickens. It's, you know, like when they're babies, they need a lot more attention and you got to make sure that they're doing okay. And then as they get older, then you can leave them along alone for a lot longer period of time. And then once you get them figured out, then it's fine. So that's kind of where I've been um, at with that. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been a thing. So anyway, um, Uh, I just want to say thank you for uh, sticking around and hanging out and being patient. And then, uh, two, I'm also excited to get back into this because I, um, I have to confess, I was getting a little bogged down with it because I'm like, where am I going? Where are we going? And is there going to be more? And of course, there's always more, but, um, I do, I would appreciate your prayers for um, continuing in this direction for the show and then also for other stuff as well. But again, I am thankful to God for coffee. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, so um, so we've been talking about uh, forgiveness and we've been moving in from grace and mercy and now forgiveness and... I think we're going to spend a little bit more time talking about the forgiveness of God and um, just how God's grace and his mercy translates into his forgiveness and um, that his forgiveness is contingent upon one that his he recognized our need for it, but also that his mercy is contingent upon us acknowledging that we need mercy and that we have been doing things not according to the God's way. Um, so now if, and I, and I mentioned this in the last episode that, uh, if you go into church and you ask the question, uh, somebody, well, what's forgiveness that you can get a lot of different 
actions and reactions and answers for that. What is forgiveness? And people will say, oh, well, it means that you forgive, but you don't forget. It doesn't allow them to like persist in what they're doing and continue to hurt you and so on and so forth. And then there's people that will be like, oh, well, you forgive them. And then if they do it again, that that you that it allows like you you're an open doormat um, for people to continue to hurt you and cause you pain and suffering. And I think that there is a happy medium in all of that. But first, I think that really to understand um, how we need to forgive people, we need to really examine how God forgives us. And so we are going to be heading straight into the Bible today. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about um, what other people talk about, think about forgiveness, because there's, well, we mentioned that in the last episode, but also, um, yeah, is that uh, because there's so much out there about it is that it's better to just go with the way that God forgives us. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time in a couple of places. We're going to be going to Psalm 103, and we're also be, we'll also be looking at Micah 7, 18 through 19. Um, so let's, let's read um, Micah 7, 18 through 19, which says, uh, Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot and you will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. And this is Micah talking and praising God, examining and seeing that God is unlike any other God that's out there um, who just wipes away our iniquities, who wipes away our the things that we have done wrong against God, that the things that we have done wrong against him is that he just wipes them away, is that he doesn't stay angry. Um, he delights in loving us. And he will, he has compassion for us and that he just takes our sin and he's like, no, we're going to, we're going to squash this. And he casts all of our sins into the depths of the sea, basically to the bottom of the ocean where they're forever gone. Um, Let's go over to also Psalm 103. And I want to talk about um, Psalm 103 here. And we're going to start with one. And we're going to end up around verse 12. And we'll be focusing on that. But this entire psalm is great. Uh, A lot of songs have been written out of this. And it is just a beautiful psalm. We're going to be reading this English Standard Version. Uh, So it starts off with, uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and it says of David. David wrote Psalm 103, um, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all 
your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so does far he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. Um, We're going to stop there. That's uh, verse 14. But this psalm is beautiful. It talks about God's love for us, his forgiveness towards us, and his compassion towards us, and his mercy, his grace, and his love. And this is this is amazing because um, it's it uh, reminds us that God is slow to anger, and He abounds in steadfast love. And that he's not always going to chide us and he will not keep his anger forever. Um, He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor does he repay us according to our iniquities. I mean, when he when he said when it says this, it's like, how many times do I deserve getting repaid for the things that I've done to other people? The things that I've done against God. I mean, the things that I've done against other people, I deserve whatever I get back in return from that. Um, That whatever, because it's not just an affront to them. It's also an affront to God. It is, um, it is offensive to God when I'm, when I offend other people severely and that God does not repay us according to that. And I love that because there is forgiveness with God. If I've done, if I have sown a life of awfulness and I truly just realize that I am ending up getting what I am, what I deserve, that I have sown a life of, um, a life full of awfulness and horribleness and I've sown destruction and I've sown meanness and I get that in return there is and I recognize that I deserve every bit of what I've put out there and I turn to God and I say hey I I I can't I I need you I have done horribly in this life and I I I promise to not do this anymore and I promise to you know make my life you know I promise to serve you because the way I've been doing things doesn't be great this is great because this is what God does he says slate is wiped clean um and not only that it's like people it's like he for as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is the steadfast love towards those who fear him 
I don't know if any of you keep up with like astronomy, not astrology, but astronomy. And that's like the study of um, the universe and how big it is and how expansive it is. And uh, it's like, well, as high as the heavens are above the earth, they still haven't found the edge of the universe. They still haven't found like how far they keep going as far out there and they find more. And as this is as far as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. Those that fear God, who recognize that he created that great big expanse, that great big expanse, they even haven't found the ceiling to, and they're still finding more out there. That's how great God's love is towards us. I mean, if that doesn't just make the hair on like your arms and your legs just like stand up on end, I mean, that's that's amazing. That is we're talking billions and billions and billions of light years away that of God's great love towards us. I, I can't think of anyone that has that love towards me on earth. I don't even have that love towards myself. I, I mean, but God does God ha- and that towards you, you, the listener, and not just towards you, the listener It's towards look at every person on this planet. And God's love is like that towards each person. And just think if people knew that the God who created billions, things that are billions and billions and billions of light years away. And that we're just such a small dust, small speck of dust. And yet his love is immense like that towards us. It's amazing. It, it's, it's, it's phenomenal is what it is. That's how great his love towards us is. That for those of us that fear him. As how we, I mean, his his love is immense, unending. And he also goes as far as to say, as far as the east is from the west. So far does he remove our transgressions from us. Those are his sins, the past, the bad things that we've done. He removes that from us. Now, I don't know how you look at this but it's um if you if you if you put a pinpoint on a map the east is one direction and the west is then the other direction and they never meet even no matter where you start from it that that point um like east and west never ever meet because whatever point you move to the east will always be the east and the west will always be the west. Going west will always be west. Going east will always be east. Move it the other way. The west will always be west. East will always be east. They're always far apart from each other. It's like a magnet. So like how a magnet repels like a, like the, the other opposite end of it. Not the part that like sticks to each other. But if you take like two magnets... And one has like one has they're called poles and one one's like north and south. But it's kind of the same idea is that if you put the north to the north, it like pushes it away. It repels it. And um, yeah, so it's like that. But where 
you don't have that same reaction. Like if you tried to do, if you tried to put like uh like a uh a uh where it like so if you tried to do that with a with a magnet where the where the where the east and the west were like the magnets um like a long ones and you tried to put them together they're going to repel each other because both sides are because you're trying to put the put them together you'd have to like flip the north and south in order for them to um be attracted to each other the the magnets to be attracted to each other but if they're always east and west they will always repel each other forever that's just the way the magnets work um yeah i mean but that's like how god he doesn't remember our sins anymore and he doesn't sit there and go oh you remember the time you did this can't you know uh remember them when you did this yeah i'm not gonna do anything good for you because you did this at that one time and so you need to have a leash on you forever he's like no he removes our sins from us and he shows compassion to us and he He's so gracious to us. And he's, he knows our frame. He knows who we are. And he remembers that we are fragile beings, that we're nothing more than dust. I mean, if you removed the water from a human's body, you would literally have dust, just a pile of dust. There'd be like um, all the elements from the element chart would be there. And that would be it. We'd be a pile of dust true story um water does hold us together quite a bit um this oh i just love this psalm but this is this is i think something that um we need to keep in mind as um is that how great god's forgiveness towards us are is that when we, when our um, iniquities, when our sins, when we realize that we have a need for God's mercy and we reach out to God and say, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Um, God is a, God doesn't just go, oh, well, you remember that one time. Um, he in through our repentance, through our changing of mind and our ways towards God, recognizing our own problems and going, oh my gosh, I can't fix myself. I need you to fix me. God fixes us for us if we allow him. And I think that, you know, sometimes when we come to, first come to Christ, we're like, we compart, we have ourselves so compartmentalized that we're like, okay, so God can fix just this part of me. The part that's eternal, that's the only thing he can fix. And we just entrust him with the internal. We don't continue to entrust him with the other parts of our lives that are broken. Um, I saw a, this last week, I watched a, a music video of, um, of a of a music artist and um where the 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 song itself was about um it didn't fix me and i can't remember the name of the artist but um where 
he it shows like this person that's a cartoon person that's walking around that's broken and um, they do all these things and they feel better for a little while, but it doesn't fix them. And then they realize um, as it goes through like it, it's like a goes and listens to um, a person and it doesn't fix them. They go and listen, they go and do good, good things and they feel better, but it doesn't fix them so on and so forth. But at, and it, it's like they see see themselves and they think that they're the only broken person. But at the end of it, they realize that, um, that it zooms out and everybody that they have been seeing that they think is whole is actually broken too. And I think that sometimes we go through our lives and we just go, okay, so this part of me is broken and I need it fixed. And that we take it to Jesus and we take it to God and we say, Lord, this part of me is broken and I need it fixed. Not recognizing that the rest of our lives that we have brokenness throughout the rest of our lives, that um, sin has not just affected um, our eternal salvation, but that sin has affected our relationships, that sin has affected um, the way in which we deal with it, with other people, um, that we and how we view ourselves and how we view other people and how we view um, God towards us even is that we are like we sometimes we look at it and we go, oh, well, I don't deserve this amazing love that God has towards me. And so because of so many of these little broken parts that I have, and so we disqualify and forget that, um, and or just say, this doesn't apply to me, that Psalm 103 does not apply to me, but it does. And I want I want you to know that it absolutely 100% does apply to you. Every part of your life that is broken, every part of your life that needs God, it does apply. That God's love is so great towards you. I mean, we don't even understand it because we barely understand and have and have um, come to the terms and the depth of how vast and how big the universe is and where the ceiling is on it. And they can't find it. And the God is saying, my love for you is as big as and as high as the heavens are. And we haven't found the, the height or the lid to the ceiling of the heavens. We haven't found the height or the lid to the, to the, to the universe. They're like, I'm pretty sure there is a, there's the edge of the universe. And they haven't even found it yet. They're still looking for it. They're still looking out there, but they haven't found it. And we're like, oh, well, God doesn't, you know, is that God's love towards me doesn't, doesn't count because of this brokenness, this broken piece in my life. And God says, I want to fix that. And I, to prove to you how great my love is towards you, it's as big as the universe. You, you look up towards the sky and see how far it is. That's how great my love is. And I think sometimes with, you know, with our need to like, look, it's like, well, is there is there a limit to God's love towards us? And I'm going to say, no, there really isn't. That God's love towards you is so immense, so vast that he wants those little broken pieces is that we're 
when you compare that to the little tiny broken pieces, when he re- he remembers that you're dust, that you're fragile anyway, and he wants to put you back together, and he wants to heal the brokenness. I mean, th- this starts off, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives your iniquity? Who heals your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I don't know who needs to hear this, but God absolutely 100% loves you so much that he's willing to, to heal you and he wants to heal you, but you need to give it, hand it over to him. All these little broken pieces in your life, you can't fix them and doing things can't fix them. It's God who does it. It's God who does it. We know that he's merciful. He's gracious. He's slow to anger and he's abounding in steadfast love. He's not always going to chide you and he's not going to keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities, even though we deserve it. If we turn to him, there's an immense love and grace and mercy towards you that God has for you. And this is absolutely 100% true. All the brokenness in your life, God wants to heal it. All of it. Not just a little bit. Not just the part where you go to heaven. He wants to heal all of it. But it's going to take some hurt and some pain and some opening up and go, well, okay. I mean, surgery is not easy. Surgery is not, um, it doesn't not hurt. You know, that there is some pain involved with it. But The pain of healing, the pain of restoration is better than continuing in the pain that you've been experiencing for so long. God wants to heal you. He wants to heal you. And the question is, is will you allow him to heal you? So what I want and ask you to do is to turn this off. Turn off all the noise around you. Get into a place that's quiet. And root and open up and say, God, I've been keeping whatever it is that's been coming to mind throughout this. In the silence, in the bit. You know, and say, God, I have brokenness in my life. I don't even know. Can you show me your love towards me? I need to know. I need to know this. I need to know that there can be healing. Because I've been walking in this for so long. I need to know your gracious love towards me. And be patient. Have your Bible in hand. Read And allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you. And allow God in his great mercy 
to begin to heal your heart. Just offer it to him and ask him to heal the places in your in your heart. If you need to do something, ask God, what do I need to do? Whatever he says, do it. All right, um, I'm going to conclude this episode with that. Um, you have an assignment, so go do it. Um, and if you have any questions, um, please g- feel free to email me at um, talk to me at unachurch.net. Um, Share this with people who you feel need to hear. Continue to read your word. Continue to read the Bible and continue in prayer and talk to God and listen. Um, Talking to God is not just a one-way street. It's a two-way street. It involves listening as well. Um, Continue on both of that. And we'll be back next week with more on forgiveness. Or and we'll or we'll be heading into love. One of the two. All right. Thank you so much, and we'll talk next week. All right. Bye bye.